There was a female that uh, came out, and I told her to go back inside. It wasn't safe. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly after, that's when Steven was approaching, and I told him to stay back and get cover, um, and that's when more rounds were dispersed. Jesus Campos, he's the security guard, was the first person to the door with the scumbag who killed all those people in Las Vegas. And uh, was on Ellen yesterday. It's the first time I'm sorry, he's spoken. I thought you said he was on Ellen. Yeah, he was on Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres' show. That's his first media appearance. Yeah, not... The s- Ellen Show. Not 60 Minutes, not... Daytime chat for housefrows. Not an interview with the Washington Post. Not an interview on Capitol Hill. Right, yeah. Ellen. Hello, Ellen! Hmm. Uh, and uh, so I didn't watch it. I didn't see it, but I didn't hear any news made out of it. Was there I any news either. made out of it? Yeah, so it must just not have been. Just that he got football tickets. Yeah, it was really just kind of his his personal timeline of it. They And partly because of the, the forum that he went on, Ellen wasn't really pushing back against, well, the established timelines according to mm-hmm. Las Vegas police are this. What time did you do that? So it was, he just kind of got to monologue his own way through his experience, his, his but, memory of the experience. Sure, which did, is fine. Did we determine how soon after he was shot... The, the the shooter started murdering people. Or the hotel started calling 911. Or, yeah, did we get any closer to those answers? No, no, no sort of hotel well, calling 911. What the hell was the point of it at all? The, um... On Ellen. <laughs> well, I, he asks, what am I thinking? Yeah, it, it, and I... It she seemed, gave him football tickets? She was trying to be nice. She, she flew one guy out to meet his favorite team, do a meet and greet, gave uh, the other guy, Jesus Campos, season tickets to the Raiders when that, they come that's, there. That's where it gets weird a the little Las bit. The Las Vegas I mean, Raiders. Because that's nice, and I, I don't uh, have any problem with him getting some football and tickets. And it's because to... they refused money to do it. They wouldn't accept money, so she was trying to do it. They right. donated but, money in their names to but, but charity. It's just, it's just, okay, I'll refuse money, and you give me season tickets. What the F does that mean? Sean, did those words just come? Wait a minute. Sean's not at fault here. Sean didn't do it, Joe. You're a Christian man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm a Christian man. But it just the, the, it's just weird, the whole, you were the first contact with the worst, most deadly shooter in U.S. history. Here's some football tickets. Right. Thanks for telling your story. On it's this just, daytime chat show for House Browse. seems weird. 60 Minutes never gives anybody... Concert tickets for telling their story. I, I don't know, right, but it, I don't. It makes perfect sense to me, right? Like if I'm that guy, I don't want to go be interviewed by who's ever carrying the torch for Mike Wallace. Mm. I would much rather go on a show that doesn't push back. I'm not necessarily. I I feel like it was too soon for him to do these these things, anyways. Oh, they yeah. seem oh, yeah. very I'd, still much oh, affected sure. by it. Oh hell yes! What was the point of any of it? Hell yes! I feel bad for anybody who doesn't understand what you're getting into. Nobody, and I, including Ellen, nobody. She might, but her producers don't. Nobody has your best interest at heart. If you end up part of a giant news story, nobody. And I can. I <laughs> They're can... interested in ratings only. They're not concerned about your psyche or whether you're ready for this or this makes things better or worse. And from his perspective, of I'm getting overwhelmed in a sense that I have never been before with requests for my my story, my my things. And I think he wanted to do one thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to do one so everybody can stop contacting me. I'm going to go do it on the least pushback interview yeah, place that I can she, find. At least she seems pleasant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I Maybe he could have just been a contestant on The Price is Right or something. Blah, blah, blah. First public account. He described how he was called to check on an open door, how he was struck by gunfire moments before the shooter unleashed a fusillade, or, uh, fusillade of bullets on the crowd of Concert goers below, so he was shot, then the guy immediately started shooting. 
um, he according was, to him, so that's useful information. Yeah, it's, if that's the way it went down, and that was like the original story, I guess, then then he did hurry up the dude's plan and may have you know uh, made it less worse than it was. Right, which is hard pop- to imagine. Certainly possible. Campos' remarks did not deviate from what police and hotel officials have said publicly about the attack. Um, although there was that uh, the discrepancy in the police timeline and the hotel timeline between uh, the beginning of the shooting, well, when Mr. Campos was shot and when the, the cops were called. Um, what was Scumbag waiting for? Was he going to shoot people as they came out of the concert? Who knows what he was up to? Contradictory statements from police and hotel officials about when he arrived at the gunman's room raised questions about the speed of the response from law enforcement and stoked conspiracy theories about the attack. Police had said last week Campos was shot six minutes before the uh, firing on the concert goers. Um, MGM pushed back, saying there was no six-minute lag. Uh, instead, police agreed with MGM and said that Compost was fired in close proximity to 10.05, which is when the uh, coward began firing at the innocent people. Um, so that, that timeline appears to be... They've got it back to fitting, I guess. Nobody's disagreeing anymore. Mm. Police said the first law enforcement officers arrived on the 32nd floor at 1017. Which, so that's 12 minutes later. That's not completely crazy, because you can't just run up. you got to have some strategic caution. And from the 60 Minutes piece, one of the, or a couple of the guys had to abandon their cars a couple blocks away because they couldn't get to yeah. them. So they, the, the last several, however far, was done on foot. The well, cops and, you're talking about. Yes, yes. Right. Uh, somebody mentioned there's a tie-in between Ellen's show and MGM. There are, El, there are slot machines in uh, the MGM Grand, or in the MGM properties, with her face on them. Wow. So wow. maybe that's how he ended up on Ellen. You know, I'm wandering around in a casino. There? There's nothing like a hilarious lesbian to make me want to gamble. <laughs> She's a lesbian. That's, that's right, but that's just me. This isn't a conspiracy, really, but is there some reason that the hotel is an MGM property, Ellen's tied into it with salt machines, he would end up on Ellen? I don't know. Campos drew more media scrutiny last week when, without explanation, he backed out of scheduled TV appearances with Fox News and four other outlets, also fell out of contact with the security, police, and fire professionals of America's uh, America Union, his union, which was helping coordinate his appearances. He had posted signs outside his home reading, no trespassing and no media on property. Good idea. Because he was not seen publicly, various news reports referred to him as missing and vanished, which created an air, including you, Jack, you whipper up of the, the public angst, which created an air of mystery around the crucial witness, blah, blah, blah. In the interview uh, broadcast Wednesday, Compost did not explain why he chose the Ellen show to tell his long-awaited story, as opposed to all the other shows. I'll tell you why he had the no trespassing, no media, blah, blah, blah sign, was because Ellen's producers convinced him to, so they would get the scoop. That's mm. how the business works. Well, now, why he complied with it, I can't imagine, unless it was the promise of football tickets. There had to be other people that got to him with promises of bigger money, though. So, so had to be. So, not looking at it from somebody who's looking to get answers and and kind of fill in blanks of the of the timeline. If you're Jesse Campos and you have the choice to go on to a Fox News place or a CNN thing or a a, a Ellen DeGeneres show that will do nothing but lob softballs your way, like you would choose the the one with the the cross the hard cross interrogation. 
What show would I go on? Well, you wouldn't be hard cross interrogated, whatever that means, as a victim. I don't think you would. You'd be yeah, asked yeah, about yeah. the timeline. You'd say, yeah, I think so, or I don't remember. I don't, Sean, you're picturing him as like the defendant. That wouldn't happen. Know. No, I'm 60 minutes cable wouldn't. news. <laughs> you definitely get more uncomfortable questions, possibly on... Uh, well, then, Ellen. Yeah. But that doesn't... There is no effing explanation why the guy went on Ellen. What show would you go on? Easiest interview. What show would you go on? Steve Harvey. What show it is? Steve Harvey's a good one. (laughs) Price is Right. Just to inexplicably say, I'd like to be a contestant on Price is Right. (laughs) I tell you who can answer that question. Joe Buck knows what show I should go on. Beginning this weekend, Oscar De La Hoya and the next great champ are moving to the new home on FSN. Eight contenders remain to see who has the heart and skill to be a champion. The next is... great champ is now only on FSN. <laughs> next great champ. This is 21 years of Joe Buck promoing Fox shows during baseball games. Let's hear next Friday, the executive producer of CSI brings you face-to-face with the most bizarre and deviant crimes. Catch an all-new Killer Instinct. Next Friday, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, right here on Fox. Your discretion is advised. Bizarre and deviant crimes. Whoever took the time to do that, I love you. I love you. It's seven and a half minutes, well, seven plus minutes of Joe Buck Buck promoing obscure shows during playoff games. I know what I'm going to do. Hey, Jimmy, you want to go out tonight? Oh, I can't. I'm compiling all the times Joe Buck promoted obscure shows on Fox during playoff baseball games. I'm only up to 1997. I got a long ways to go. (laughs) What? So yesterday, of course, 10 more famous women came forward. Reese Witherspoon talking about being sexually assaulted as, I think, a 14-year-old or 16-year-old. She's been keeping it uh, quiet all these years. Wow. Laura Dern, she was 14 or 16. She was also underage when she was sexually assaulted. Is there any big starlet that hasn't been sexually assaulted in Hollywood as part of their rise to fame? Hooray for Rapeywood. Unbelievable. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. In Denmark, which he brought up, for hip replacement was 55 days, 59 days for knee replacement. There is a reason why, Bernie, I didn't interrupt you. I'm not interrupting you. Relax. Come on, come on. The Italian in me. You you know, know, as some might say, curb your enthusiasm. (laughs) Yeah! Zingo! (laughs) Yeah, nailed it! Oh, boy. Point to the Zodiac Killer. (laughs) Oh, he made a joke about that himself yesterday. Did you see that? Cruz did? Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) The internet practically melted down when he did it. Yeah, they got a a back and forth because that uh, that, uh, Sass from Nebraska, who's a fun guy, the the senator. Ben Sass, yeah. He accidentally knocked his Dr. Pepper over on Ted Cruz during a hearing yesterday. (laughs) And then he apologized about something, and then... It got back and forth and got wackier, and eventually Ted Cruz puts out some sort of Zodiac killer blast, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that's where we are, America. Release the hound. These are odd times. Excellent. Oh, Ted, that you is know, terrible. seem to have a bleed of actual Simpsons audio coming through. You know, these are odd times, and... For reals, and nobody knows exactly why. So you're talking the other day about 
we got a whole generation of people out there that are killing themselves, they're depressed, they're anxious, they're all that, and they, they're relating Particularly it to... Particularly adolescents, yeah. Relating it to, to, to screen time, smartphones, that sort of stuff. This article doesn't relate it to anything in particular, but it just points out the problem. With college kids, the percentage of undergraduates at universities across the country who report overwhelming anxiety in the previous year overwhelming anxiety Hmm. i'm not sure i would ever say i've had overwhelming anxiety i don't know if that's just my personality i don't want to say it or or what but i don't know if there's ever a point in my life where i would say i have overwhelming anxiety right now well yeah i just i'm trying to think what emotion i might have felt in college oh my god i'm gonna effing fail this test i am going to effing fail this test is that overwhelming anxiety i wouldn't count it as overwhelming anxiety but at test big freaking deal i don't think she likes me i like her she doesn't like me um, well i don't know about you but i can tell you that in 1985 about 18 percent of undergraduates said they experienced overwhelming anxiety in the previous year that seems pretty high to me i would have thought geez really one out of whatever um People around me have had overwhelming anxiety in the last year. Calm down. Yeah, I think what you need is more bad things to happen to you. And then you realize, oh, you get beyond them. It'll be okay. I, I We would long for those days. So it was 18% in 1985. It has climbed little by little over the years. By 2010, it was up to 29, uh, 29%. Then a couple of years ago, it was 41%. It is now at ladies and germs for 2016. 62% of undergraduates reported overwhelming anxiety in the previous year. That is clearly a cultural change from strength and self-reliance being most respected to people wanting the attention of the victim. That's I interesting. guarantee you. This very long article does not address that possibility at all. It um, is clearly just, they have this, what are we doing to them to give this? Now, nah, how do you get admiration? How do you get attention? It's changed in society, completely. No, hell, my kid's in school right now. I get reports all the time. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, there are some things that have changed, but essentially it's unchanged. I was talking about that with it's somebody. It's culture. Who was I talking about? Oh, I won't say who it was, because they were. They didn't tell me this story, so it would go on the radio. But I was talking to somebody the other day who was kids off in college, and he said, he said, this is my least, he said, this is my least favorite phase so far of parenting, because my kid thinks I, I have no idea what, what I'm talking about. And he said, they just don't, they just can't believe that my college experience was similar to theirs. They think it's all complete. And I know I felt that way. Yeah. Like my dad would tell me things. I'd think, yeah, back when TV was black and white, that was true, maybe. Sure, man. But then you get older and you realize 20, 30 years, it's the same. I'm yeah. looking around. It's the same thing. Yeah. The forms, <laughs> some of the forms you got to fill out have changed and the you got a dean of this, that and the other. But actually, yeah. if you rate, wait the right uh, <clears throat> length of time, the clothes are even the same. The hairstyles are even the same. Yeah. Uh, so things haven't changed that much from that standpoint, but that is an amazing increase in numbers. Hit you with it again in case you missed it. In 1985, 18% of undergraduates said they had experienced overwhelming anxiety in the previous year. It's now 62%. Now, I will grant you the whole student loans financial ruin thing has changed. That's funny. Nobody mentions that in this article either. What? When they're when they're what uh, do they mention? When they're are, asking, are you looking at a blank page? Witchcraft and the alignment of the planets. What what do they talk about? It was all about I'm going to be a fa- be a failure. I'll never find a good job. I don't have enough friends. 
Check, check, check and check. Et cetera, et cetera. My experience. Yeah, yeah that's that's part of becoming a grown-up or the, the human experience. Friendless and lacking any usable skills is the title of the upcoming fourth volume of my autobiography. It all fits into some version of I'm going to be a failure, according to this article. All right. And that's changed. Why? Because the job market's so tough, blah, blah, blah. I just. Is it the pressure parents are putting on? I, I don't know. I don't actually know. I don't have the slightest idea. I don't know. I find I the whole. I barely have a guess. I, I find the whole it notion kind of silly. Well, and I tell you what. It, well, you can't. Maybe well, helicopter. Hey, hey, you want me to make it serious for you? You think this is funny? I, I, no. Michael, do you have our being completely unfair music? We, we should actually get some. Yeah, we really should. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> when great. We're, when we're being really, really unfair. I tried it out yesterday or a couple of days ago. No, this this is serious and, and being unfair to a certain extent when we're having a lighthearted conversation about this. But um, the reason this is not a, you know, just a, ah, yeah, kids today is they're killing themselves like crazy. Or Right. Yeah. I mean, the numbers are just exploding. I would say so. That, it's re it's real. It's not just their perception. For God's sake, reread uh, 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 Greg Lookoff and Jonathan Heights' article about um, about the whole trigger warnings, uh, campus uh, cultures of everybody's supposed to be outraged all the time. One of the main facets of it, they, they talk about how these colleges are actually teaching mental illness things that uh, that. Uh, what the hell is the school of psychology called? But it's it's the one that helps you better approach your life and think more positively in, in a healthy way. You can't catastrophize. And they're teaching kids to catastrophize. Every tiny insult should become devastating and the world should stop while you deal with it. Every small setback, should you should slink into a room with puppies and, and coloring books as opposed to saying, ah, F it, it'll be fine. I'll get through this. We're, we're teaching kids to catastrophize. Yeah, uh, apparently. I, I don't know how parent, most parents react to this. If my kid came to me and said I feel overwhelmingly anxious at college and there's no, like, you know, standout issue going on. Right. Just regular life. I wouldn't say this out loud, but my thought would be, boy, we got to find a way to toughen you up. My thought wouldn't be there's something terrible with college. Right. You need to work on coping skills. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is you're coping with this, this, the, the situation. It's not the situation needs to be changed somehow. Right. They, exactly. need to, they need to find a way to lower the grade pressure or or convince you that you'll get a good job someday. Yeah, that. it's not the wind. It's uh, how you're adjusting your sails, as they say. Yeah, I'd like to make the thread to the everyone gets a trophy generation that we are removing difficulty from young kids' lives. Disappointment, if if not difficulty. Right. And so then when they get to college and they experience adversity for the first time, I believe that they feel overwhelmed by it because they've never mm-hmm. experienced that's, that before. Boy, that's, that's, he is like a little baby. The, the point A to point B on your argument there is not, not a difficult jump. I've gotten a trophy for everything I've ever done. Now I'm not? What? What right. is going on? I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I, failed? I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, you're, you're pointing out that some people are better at me than this, at this thing? And we're all supposed to be equal at this. Cognitive behavioral therapy used widely to treat depression, anxiety disorders, eating disorders, addiction, even helpful to schizophrenics. The goal is to minimize distorted thinking and see the world more accurately. Avoid emotional reasoning that your negative emotions necessarily reflect the way things really are. I feel, therefore, it must be true. Don't teach kids that. 
Um, we are raising a nation of simpering piss willies, this texter says. I've never Simpering piss willies. I've well not, put. not heard that expression. Fortune telling and trigger warnings. Anticipating that things will turn out badly. Convinced that your prediction is an already established fact. Uh, Where's the one that I really, really like? Um, Well, are kids convinced, are more kids convinced now that they're going to step out of college and life is going to be easy? Because I was convinced I was going to step out of college and it was going to be pretty hard. Yeah. And pretty, uh, that, that that was what I was expecting. Maybe if you're not expecting that, I don't know. I don't know. There you go. Teaching students to catastrophize and have zero tolerance. This uh, noted authority on this sort of thing defines catastrophizing as a kind of magnification that turns commonplace negative events into nightmarish monsters. Um, defining it as believing that what what that what has happened or will happen is so awful and unbearable that you won't be able to stand it. I- I'm telling you, positive feedback not long ago, came from being strong, self-reliant, and resilient. You would get love and encouragement for exhibiting those qualities. Now you can't get attention unless you're falling apart. That's rewarded over a positive feedback for being a victim, for being uh, devastated, etc. That's how you get love now. We've changed as a society. It was a tipping point. Isn't isn't part of the problem in the uh, new school grading system? Yeah, didn't I was you just say? about to bring that up. What was that stat we had about majority the majority pers- of kids are A students or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was insane. Whatever yeah. it was, the number well, of A's yeah. they give out versus years ago. That alone, if all of a sudden you're not getting straight A's, might just blow your mind. Right. I thought I was the smartest kid in America. Right. I'd gotten straight A's. Me and fifty percent of my class, which is really weird. <laughs> Look what Anton just handed me. Yield coping aid. Try one, repeat. It appears to be a bottle of beer. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Try one, repeat. Hilarious. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that grade thing could certainly factor in there. That's yeah. similar to everybody gets a trophy, right? Everybody's an A student is the same as everybody right. gets a trophy. Right. It's removing difficulty so you're, a, you're, you're you don't have to study harder you're already an a student so you're an average to above average student your whole life then you get to college and you you find out you're 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 average at best which is fine average is what we mostly are that's right most of us are average it's just it's in the math Abe Lincoln, God must love common people because he made so many of us. Right, but we've somehow convinced everybody that they're above average right exactly <laughs> everybody's above average which mathematically is difficult to us. What is that number on the A's? Didn't it go from 20%, 18 or 20% I'll dig of that grades up. were A's and now it's 63%? I'll dig that up during yeah. the commercial break because it, it was astounding. But that's got to factor into this anxiety. We thing. are a nation of veal calves. Very, very stupid babies. We're, thank you, Mr. <laughs> President. We're soft. We're, we lack resilience. It's just it's terrible. I'm a bigger fan of his. I like. I love the stupid people. Is that what he says? Or the, I love the uneducated. That's what right. Trump said. Yeah, come on, we need that one. Uh, What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Niger, Trump's Benghazi, we have an update. And forget Bitcoin, the new alternate currency in one Western state is now spam. Yes, the canned mystery meat, spam. Minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I'll come up with that A's statistic because it was amazing. It was amazing then, it'll be just as amazing now. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Tomorrow, 
at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. The new Fox Monday heats up with an all-new episode of Prison Break, followed by an all-new episode of the groundbreaking series Kville begins tomorrow yes. night, Monday at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, only on Fox. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh, I'm telling you, you, you use your discretion because Kville is racy. It's 21 years of Joe Buck promoting shows on Fox baseball games. Kville, the follow-up to the really uh, surprise smash hit Jville. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. 26 parts. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we looked it up. Yeah, it was a USA Today story a few weeks back. Almost half of high schoolers graduate with an A average. Yeah. Almost half. Right. And A is supposed to obviously signify something special, not not average. Ha- almost half? One possible explanation is we now value education more. We value academics more. It's becoming an academic world, a skilled world. And surely... That would explain the rise in grades, unless, concurrently, SAT scores were down across the board, and they are. Yeah. So So, it ain't the learning. So maybe college hasn't done that the way... Well, there's High a lot of great inflation in college too. Yeah, that's what I understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's less or more or whatever because you could explain to kids it, the skyrocketing rates of "quote unquote" overwhelming anxiety by that they're not prepared for the rough and tumble of college. But I don't think college is as rough and tumbly as it used to be. Right. It's much more difficult to get into now because everybody wants to go. Interesting. Uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the White House being pressed to be more forthcoming about the deadly attack that happened in Niger. Four U.S. soldiers were killed in an attack by terrorists affiliated with ISIS. Senator John McCain is saying the administration's withholding information about that attack in the West African nation by terrorists, again affiliated with ISIS, in an area where American forces had carried out a number of missions, no problems in those missions. They were told in a pre-mission briefing no enemy contact was expected, and then they were attacked savagely. By by large numbers of fellas? Yes. Is that right? 50 to 60. Okay, wow. 50 wow, to 60. bad intelligence gathering. And there are a lot of questions about support for the U.S. troops, because after the attack began, it took a full half hour for French air support to arrive. That is uh, the attack that took the life of Sergeant LeDavid Johnson, whose widow slammed Trump for allegedly disrespecting her during his condolence call. And are they tied together? Has has Trump been getting the um, the story on this for the last couple of weeks, I, and he's starting to feel under the gun for a failed mission, and uh, did his Trump act where he kind of lashed out to protect himself? Preemptive shots that it wasn't his fault? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the whole thing is weird. The fact that that uh, the gal, the widow, God bless her, took the call from the president with a an, a loud, outspoken yes. anti-Trump congresswoman in her car. The most outspoken yeah. anti-Trump congressperson. Well, certainly, yeah, the top tier. That's weird. Why did that happen? Northern California firefighters in Sonoma and Napa counties are continuing to gain ground on the wildfires as full containment is getting close. The uh, crew is catching a break from the weather today. The forecasters are saying the first rain of the season will begin falling this afternoon and continue through the evening. Wow, some rain. Imagine. Cal Fire moving its estimate, though, for the 100% containment from tomorrow to next Tuesday. 
And it turns out thefts of spam in Hawaii are getting so bad, retailers are putting the wildly popular mystery meat under lock and key. It's not a mystery meat, Marshall. We got it's th- ham and water. We got it's that. a sick enough. We got a, several texts from people who said it's not mystery meat, it's spiced ham. Yeah, it's no mystery here. Everybody hey, knows what it is. Yeah, they have lawyers, dude. Spiced Come on. With what? Now, mystery. What, what you ate <laughs> in the cafeteria in high school was mystery meat. Nobody has any idea what right. that was. Exactly. Right. Continuing onward to buy a can. I ever tell you about the chop suey they made in my elementary school, Marshall? <laughs> no. It was honest to the Lord who yes. dwells above us. Yes. It was grayish green. It was allegedly, well, chop suey is, is fake anyway. There's no such food in China or anywhere else. It was some sort of allegedly Asian-ish stew, but it was the color of a cadaver, and it was horrible. Well, I still think about it. How can that be? I was seven years old. And as you remember my story, in college, I got briefly suspended from the college radio station for doing an expose on what the meat may be in the cafeteria. <laughs> And the dean of the college did not think it was funny at all. Wow. All right. Getting then get- as now, <laughs> I don't know what's funny and what's not. <laughs> Getting back to the main thread of the story. If you want to buy a can of Spam in Hawaii, you have to have a salesperson retrieve it for you. they got to unlock the case to bring out the Spam. It seems wow. like you're buying Crown Royal or right. something. Uh-huh. Spam seems to have become a form of currency particularly uh, used by drug addicts in need of quick cash. Spam. What? Spam selling for two fifty a can. Thieves making off with eight packs or cases of spam, so they can turn a decent profit underselling the retailers from whom they're stealing. Spam stands for shoulder pork and ham. It's not mystery meat. <laughs> then it would be spa. Oh, I see. Spa- yeah. Um. yeah, I guess they, it's their meat. They can use the second half of war if they anyway, want. Anyway, Spam's now part of a growing black market, taking off in a state where the demand for Spam knows no bounds. And I've got to tell you, I love Spam. I uh, What's not to like? Well, you know, every now and again, maybe twice a year, I will eat a uh, can of Spam raw. I just love it. It's <sighs> great. I don't know if that's necessary. Well, then do you drink the juice as a cocktail? <laughs> on the rocks. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Hoy, spam. We got to do something about Hawaiian cuisine. They're really. What about the pineapples, huh? Is that is that? That's good with spam. Yeah, some Yum. green pepper. Yep. Oh yeah. Got some guesses on the text line as to why our college students are so anxious, or young people in general, extremely anxious they are. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. The petering out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. number of text guesses on uh, why college students have so much anxiety, um, mostly similar to what we were talking about, trophy generation or ridiculous expectations for life or, or whatever it is. But there, there are so many issues in America that we spend way too much time talking about and so many we don't talk enough about. And the fact that so many people are drugging themselves to death or or depressed or anxious or whatever, starting at very young ages. Mm-hmm. Should get more conversation. You would think. As a beast, it's just weird that we're all of a sudden all so scared of living that we either drug ourselves up or kill ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Starting at a yeah, young you'd age. You'd think that'd be the only thing we're talking about. Tip of the cap to a longtime friend of Armstrong and Yeti, an active tweeter, Depp, who said Simpering Pisswillies is the name of his new Psychobilly Funk Quintet. Oh, I like Psychobilly. Got three texts in a row, all with the. 
the, uh, the, the terse writing of certainty. Spam comes from spiced ham. Sp- ham, spiced ham. Sp- Followed yeah. by spam is specific parts of assorted meats. That is what spam is. That's what it sounds for. Followed sounds by spam is an acronym. Is, spam is shoulder for. pork and ham. Spam, shoulder pork and ham. So I don't know what it is. Specific parts of assorted meats. I don't think it's that. <laughs> uh, but we did get this text, and I agree. This started uh, with uh, the, the the military mission that went south in Yemen. Since when is Trump directly responsible for how military missions go? I don't remember that in the past with various presidents. No. You're ultimately the buck stops with you, but you didn't plan it. Well, right, yeah. If if you found out Trump was specifically planning, micromanaging every mission by every unit in our military, that would make you happy. That's just stupid. So, yeah, that's a good point. But I hope we get more answers. Simpering piss willies. Tell you what, is that a thing? I don't know how long I can take this. I'm telling you, Joe Buck. What do we have coming up? Or we'll have your. Ain't nothing fake about Final Thoughts oh, with Armstrong and I got Gale. caught unawares. I was the learning the... curve continues. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't. So you were asking about Joe Buck. Joe Buck. Jeremy Affelt takes over. Friday on Fox, it's an all-new episode of The Good Guys with Bradley Whitford and Colin Hanks. Get ready for the most dangerous comedy on television, The Good Guys, all-new Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central here on Fox. So since Joe Buck for 21 years has been promoting shows that nobody even remembers existed, for the most part, yes. does he think that every time he's reading one? This one will last a week. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Just reading the words. They don't actually enter his brain. Hey, I, I, because uh, what is my hallmark? Everybody knows it. It's accuracy. Uh, Hugo said to us on Facebook that uh, why Frederica Wilson, the cowboy hat-sporting congress lady, was in the car. She was in the car because she had known the sergeant from the time he was a young child. He participated from childhood in a community mentorship program she oversaw. Hmm? So he knew the family. She, I'm sorry, she knew the family. I cannot uh, document that that's correct. I assume... Hugo is not trolling us. Thank you for that information. It's a wacky look that Congresswoman yep. has with the, the, the little sequin cowboy hats that match her outfit. She says she has hundreds of them. Really? And it, she's from Florida. Yeah. It's also worth noting that she has a history of voting against any effort to reform the VA. Really? Yeah. What kind of a stance is that? Well, she's pro-government unions. Let's hear our guest announcer. And now... That was brief. I like it. Didn't take up a lot of time. It's perfect. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Marshall, do you have a final thought for us? I do. The uh, party at the Radio Ranch is about to begin in about 10 minutes from now. The bar is already open. This should be hilarious. Yeah, there's there's uh, bars all over the place. Yes. Yes. Positive Sean, final thoughts? Yes, I hope you enjoy the first sports equinox of the year today. This is a day in which a sporting event from all four major leagues occurs on the, the same day. you got the NBA, MLB, football, and hockey all happening today. Sports equinox, celebrate. Michelangelo, your final thoughts, sir? Off to pick up my rental tuxedo. My ears and nose get them, get it, gonna get them waxed, and I'm laying down <laughs> wax paper in my car for puking drivers. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wax paper. Yeah, that didn't make sense. That made perfect sense. No, it was, it was fabulous. Fabulous. terrible. Right. No, it was great. Yeah, it was right. Jack, what's your final thought? <laughs> Michelangelo is suffering from a severe anxiety. Uh, if you haven't caught on yet, we're having a big party at the radio station today, I guess, uh, for people. And there are bars set up all yep. over and that sort yep. of stuff. And we've done a lot of cleaning. I was present yesterday in the lunchroom for the cleaning of the refrigerator. Oh, oh, oh my God, that's gruesome. Oh, the work refrigerator. What is wrong with you animals? Oh, Like a crime scene, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Speaking of crime scenes, you might ask me, Joe, why do you have a full-sized plastic skeleton in the passenger seat of your car? Good question. My answer? Because I want it there. So you can drive in the diamond lane? <laughs> no, because it's whimsical. Mm. We have a couple of those. Those are awesome. Oh, yeah. I got one in my... Seriously, it's sitting in my car right now. They're good times. I tried to put sunglasses on it this morning, but he has no ears <laughs> and hardly a nose, mm-hmm. which is, you know, anatomically accurate. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Maybe a monocle. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. All the stuff we said is linked there is under hot links. Plus, we'd love to hear from you. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is... a. Uh historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. And the show's over. What? Bye-bye. The cast members of New Girl, which returns on Tuesday, November 1st on Fox, and Matthew Morrison and Harry Shum Jr. of Fox's hit show Glee. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.